I'm Andrew Faust. I'm here at the Center for Bioregional Living. This is Permaculture Perspectives. It's June 2nd, 2020. And I'm going to talk about what it is like to live in a police state that is called the United States of America because it has now become abundantly clear that we are all held hostage by the police in this country. And it was never anything that I think many of us had any doubt of. And as we explore that theme, I'm going to go further into what are the permaculture solutions to this state of affairs, this untenable state of affairs. Hi, chickens! And we're going to talk about why it matters to take care of chickens and raise animals and have a life where you actually are connected to the things that matter besides just what the military-industrial fascists who own our economy and our landscape and our infrastructure and have indoctrinated our children to collaborate on something that is a toxic, mindless, self-destructive, downward spiral for our entire human family. And that is called marketing, advertising, and business as usual in the military-industrial state of America. And as we begin to snap out of it culturally and realize that we live in a toxic death machine called the United States, and we raise our heads above the squalor and the fetid conditions that our society lives within, and we begin to take justice into our own hands, which is absolutely essential for anything to change in this country. And anybody who isn't thoroughly pissed off at the present system has something dramatically wrong with them. We have to start from that place. We have to start from the place of utter deconstruction of the entire toxic and diseased system that is called modernity. And we need to get back to the things that matter, which are food, each other, living in ways that make sense, have made sense for thousands of years on this planet. Living in relationships that matter, cultivating, nurturing, caring for one another. Caring for goats, caring for chickens, caring for our children, caring for our elders, caring for all the disenfranchised members of our society, all the people of color, all the people who aren't accepted nurtured and loved by a society that is very exclusive, very elitist, very separatist, based on the foundational principles of hoarding, separation, fascism, and the concentration of control into the hands of white supremacists and robber barons. And that has been basically what the United States has been founded upon. And what our children in these places we call schools have been thoroughly brainwashed to continue not to question and revolt against 
and the fact that today in this country we are beginning to see some people taking power into their own hands and challenging the system is something that we need much, much more of and that I am thankful to see. I think of people who are frightened by the kind of change that's happening as the American people step up, shout out, cry out, and make it very clear that police brutality and oppression and humiliation at the hands of the power structure are not going to be stood for any longer. The only people who are concerned about that and are afraid of it are people who are frankly too damn comfortable in their privilege. And as people begin to accept the fact that they are part of the problem by virtue of their cozy, comfortable bubble of privilege, not part of the solution, then we will see a society where real change begins to happen. I have felt strongly as an educator for 20 years of my life that we need to educate children and adults in this country about what really is going on. And what really is going on is a travesty that must not continue. The amount of exploitation, the amount of contamination, the scale of inequity is so monstrously off the charts that there is fundamentally foundationally truth in the statement that there is literally nowhere to go but up. And what I mean by up is moving towards a society that has true ethical integrity to the way it operates, not a society that is comfortable with seeing children in cages, that is comfortable with seeing people die of starvation, homeless in the streets of its country, not a country that is comfortable with letting the police abuse people all over the United States, especially people who are poor and black, and recognizing that we have environmental racism, poverty, classism, and exploitation all wrapped up in one when it comes to looking at the roots of the American psyche. The disease runs deep in this country. It starts with colonialism, gets added to with the egregious land approach of industrialization, gets further exponentially exacerbated by militarization, nuclearization, and chemicalization. And now we've added the third layer, which is the corporatocracy taking control of the reins of our government, of our media, and of the American people, and pitting us one against each other, and arming a bunch of supremacists with guns so that they can take steroids and get all pumped up and go and act macho on the public stage, which is 
unacceptable, untenable, and shall be not indulged one minute longer by the fully awakening American people. The people of this country need to take control of their own destiny. And what that amounts to is creating an infrastructure and an economy that is truly by the people and for the people. An economy and an infrastructure that is by the people and for the people honors that food is a universal right, food that is not a hazard to your health, food that is truly restorative, ethical, and ecologically enhancing the vitality of the landscapes where it has been harvested. And energy, energy, do you think that we actually need to have the largest standing military in the entire history of the world in order to have lights on at night, in order to have food on our tables? Do you not think, as an American citizen listening to this podcast right now, that in fact, by virtue of being a taxpayer American, that you in fact are participating in a society that is ethically and morally bankrupt. And that we need to rebuild that society with the recognition of both the humility that comes from realizing our injustices and our inequities and adapting and changing our behavior to once again take care of them and take care of one another and create a world where our children are encouraged to love and nurture each other and this planet, not raising our children to feel justified in being extractive, exploitative, and selfish. We, the people of the United States, need to band together in solidarity for one another. We need to look out for each other. We need to look out for each other and make sure that we've got each other's backs. We cannot allow ourselves to be separated and divided by specialist issues that are promulgated by media pundits and lobbyists to divide us and separate us so that they can conquer us with a bunch of toxic trash that nobody needs in the first place under the aegis of some social status that we may accrue by virtue of purchasing their waste products as if there's something that elevate us into a world of self-actualization when in fact what they do is cause us to be depraved and morally corrupt. Eschewing utterly and entirely the technocratic media prop-up of the entertainment industry and the lobbying powers in the legislature and the government of this country is essential for us to emerge from a state of affairs where we are killing our own people, enslaving them, imprisoning them, and allowing cops to kill black people with no accountability in front of our faces. No government in the world 
should be allowed to govern people in such a heavy-handed, mean-spirited, and sinister, ongoing, calculated, depraved, destructive, and monstrous manner. And what it means for us as a population to reckon with this is a deep, dark night of the soul of the American people. And if we think that it has gotten as deep as it's going to need to get, we are deluded. The breakdown of this society has just begun. What the full collapse or disintegration will entail and look like, nobody knows. And as we navigate the future from the present, which is all we can do, realizing that we're all interrelated, interconnected, and interdependent is fundamental to the new age ahead that awaits us. A manifestation of our true nature, I feel, still lies before us. And that manifestation looks like the beauty of nature that we are always so easily allured by once we put ourselves in her midst, swimming in a fresh, beautiful mountain stream, standing under a tree as the breeze blows through the leaves and we watch the evening sun flickering across the surface of a lake and listen to the birds and look at the clouds in the sky. It becomes clear that we are on a beautiful, abundant, amazing earth waiting for her children to wake up. And while her children may have fallen way, oh so woefully far from under the tree which bore them, we can find our way to one another and our way of living truly together in shared destinies that are conscientious, caring, nurturing, and aware of the cosmic nature of our existence on this earth. A nature that connects us to the smallest microbes in the ocean and to the largest, most expansive upper canopy of the tallest trees on the land. We are part, and we are part of one another. And without one another, our lives are so much less, so bereft of their fullness. And we need to bring children in our world into ways of living that are simple, natural, 
untechnologized, unmediated. And this is the foundation of where the healing begins, of the wounds that right now we as a nation are in the tumult and in the throes of a real tragedy that's been going on that must be stopped. We need to vigilantly stop the violence that's going on in this country. And we need to take the guns away from the police. And we need to tell everybody who has a position of power that they must show humility and deprecation to the citizens for whom they care, regardless of who they are, what they look like, or where they come from. If there is a human being in front of you and you have a position of power, you have a moral and ethical obligation to be extra nice, extra caring. And that is your social mission. And if not, and if you are ever discovered not to be, then you shall lose that position which we have honored you with, of power in the public realm. And to see the abuse of power and the scale, the egregiousness with which it is manifesting at present in this country is a tragic reality to have happen on our watch collectively as a culture and as a society. And it should make every single one of us deeply embarrassed and morally disturbed. And gird us with the strength necessary to get over our squabbling little discrepancies and differences and connect on the real ground of healing the wounds societally that have precipitated this violence, precipitated this exploitation, empowered and emboldened the police of the United States to think that they can beat people up, kill people, and do whatever it is that they like with very little to no accountability nor moral outrage. This must be stopped, as well as the injustices of the executive office on people who want to come into the United States and become friends and neighbors and help us to live in this country a better life. We need one another. And this exclusiveness, this elitedness, this separateness, this violence is all a result of ignorance and small-mindedness. You need an open mind to have an open heart. And it is our minds and our hearts where the healing and the change begins. Introspection, contemplation, being with no distractions. And then back to hearing about the state of affairs and digging into the multifaceted and multifarious viewpoints that are out there about the present condition of our world and then back to 
undistracted, unmediated, untechnologized contemplation, meditation, and introspection. And it's an iterative process by which we cultivate consciousness. And it is necessary to stay clear that the work is both the physical work in the physical world and the material world and the work of deciphering what is and what isn't from what we're hearing on the radio, from what we're hearing through social media, from what it is that we're seeing on our screens. And we need to be able to clear our mind, clear our energy, and get back to how do we really feel so that we don't become overburdened, overstimulated, overinformed, and undereducated, which largely is what I see being very often what it is that is going on in this country. People are over-informed, over-inundated, over-stimulated, overfed, under-nutrified, uneducated in terms of cultivating and nurturing an open heart, an open mind, and healing their bodies, and realizing that without a healthy body, you cannot have a healthy mind. And without a healthy earth and a healthy community, you cannot have healthy people. And the key is health, well-being, and a sense of fullness in life for all. Access to the opportunity to excel and to become an exceptional human being is what we owe all the children of all the species through all time on this earth. As much as we can, we want to give back and give back so much more than we take from our community, from our earth, from our history. Let's take understanding and ownership of the wrongs that have been done in our history and write them as much as we can in how it is that we live in this time, in this age. What are we doing with the power that we've been handed? We have an enormous amount of power. And the key is to be intentional, responsible, and thoughtful with our power and collaborative, coordinated, and in solidarity with our fellow brothers and sisters on this planet, joining together as individuals, as communities, to look out for one another, to watch each other's backs, and to live in ways that don't depend upon Big Brother and the military-industrial complex. Live in ways where the good things in life, the simple, essential things in life, are readily available, more available right at hand. Things like the cheese that you're eating, and the butter that you're spreading, and the grain that we're making our breads from, and the nuts that we're eating, and the carrots that we're eating, and the burgers that we're eating, and the deer venison steaks that we're eating, and the chicken eggs, all coming from close at hand, and the energy that we need 
being supplied by gravity, giving pressure to the water coming out of our tap where we can wash our greens to chop up a fresh, yummy salad. And it is these simple, beautiful things like water on tap to take a long, hot shower that's heated by the sun and pressurized by drop-over run where we begin to realize that the tools for our liberation and our deliverance are widely available and right at hand and something that we need to be applying right now, right here, in this time, more so than ever, as a foundational way to truly, vitally, and practically liberate ourselves from the chains of inequity that we participate in by supporting a global import long-distance petrochemical-powered, exploitative, extractive, and toxic economy. Doing anything other than participating in that economy is a good idea and has ethical integrity and is where we need to continue to vigilantly, strongly, and emphatically point our children and our children's awareness, attention, and education away from the machine, away from the violence, away from the technocracy, and towards nature, beauty, competency, and comprehension in how to live in a way that does not depend upon nor perpetuate a system that needs to be ended and dismantled. And we need to give our children the tools and the insights, and the hearts, and the minds to feel that they are good human beings on a good earth, looking out for good people, which is all the people, and all the earth is good, and is healthy, and is whole, and is waiting for us to live in a manner that honors that, honors the sacred gift of being alive and nurtures one another. So for now, my fellow human beings, those are my thoughts. That's the core of what I want to share is that it's, it's a message the universe is telling us we need to wake up, and she's often not very gentle about these messages, and what it takes for transformation to happen is often painful growth, and we are seeing that right now, and I am deeply sorry for those who are suffering from the violence and the inequities that are going on in this country, and want to say that I appreciate you listening and taking these ideas into your hearts and your minds, and I hope that I've brought something valuable and useful to you with this recording and with our work in the world that we avidly do of empowering greater autonomy and personal integrity in how it is we live our lives to address the fundamental disproportionate level of access 
to the good life that too many of our citizens have. And it's that ability to live well that we are passionate and forthwith and strongly moving forward to continue empowering more and more of you in living in a manner that we know is connected to the ancient timeless rhythms of life on earth and will give you a true sense of ethical integrity. Enjoy your time on earth. <laughs>